Good evening and welcome to Just In Time. This is Just In Time and on tonight's Girl What You Say Wednesday, we're going to talk about a sensitive but yet real subject, racial profile. I have three young women in the studio with me who from a local college who feel they've been racially profiled in their college dormitory. These young ladies have a story about an off-duty cop, not in uniform, who came and searched their dorm rooms one evening because someone reported that it was an odd smell coming from the hall, which is about eight rooms on each hall, on each side. But yet they chose to come inside these three young ladies' rooms. And so I'm going to have them let them introduce themselves and just let them dive into their story. Tonight's episode is, is it race or profile or harassment? You be the judge. How you doing, ladies? Good. Um, I'm, I'm Meek. I'm Kia. And I'm Michaela. Okay. So y'all go to a local college in this area. Yes. You stay in the dorm. Yes. And it was an incident that was recorded. And I want y'all to understand the audio that was recorded is about 18 minutes long. And it was their encounter with these law officers, police officers, uh, who was doing this unethical, uh, not legal search on these young lady dorm room. And so in this audio, is a, it's a lot of information I wish I could have shared with y'all. But because of FERPA violation, I couldn't have it and I couldn't use it. Uh, to cooperate with their story. So instead of trying to use the audio, I asked these young ladies to come into the studio. So I'm just, once again, I'm going to get on the platform and they just go tell their story. I'm going to chime in every now and then, but I really want to hear their story. So if you don't mind, just telling me about the incident that night. So we were um, in our in our rooms and there was a um, knock at the door, but it was really loud. Uh, mind you, we had music playing and... The music has to be turned down at a certain time. I think it's um, 10 p.m. And um, it was like 11 something. So um, the music was really loud. So um, I tell uh, my friend, she goes to the school there. She was in my room. And I tell my roommate, which is my cousin, that um, someone, was knocking the, someone was knocking at the door. Um, I thought it was the RA because normally they will come up there, you know, and tell us, and come knock on our door if it's like uh, any emergency or anything. Yes. So um, I go to the door and it's the school campus police and uh, um, a, a police officer. Um, oh, I actually never seen the guy. He had um, like a jacket on mm -hmm. and um, what's it called? Police pants. He was built. <laughs> okay. So, um, so he wasn't fully dressed. Yes, he wasn't. Um, yeah, I've never right. seen him. He could be identified as a rental cop. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want a sheriff jacket, and he had the county on there, but... Okay. That means he probably worked in the jail. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. So, um, so, I opened the door, and they said that it smelled like marijuana. And um, so, I proceeded to let them in. Um... So I let them in. They asked everyone to like leave their room, come into the common area, which is the living room. Okay. So they could proceed with their search. They started to search while we were sitting in the room asking questions. But um, here's one of the key facts that I want you to know before these young ladies continue with their story. So they have four dorm rooms. All right. They share a common area. 
Uh, one room is occupied by the Hispanic, right? Yes. One room is occupied by the Caucasian. Yes. And then the other rooms are occupied by African American. Yes, yes, sir. Okay. All right. So, continue. So, we're in the living room, and she comes in. She starts asking questions, and they proceed to search the rooms. Um, she's going through the bathroom and stuff, looking while the man is talking to us about the paperwork. Mind you, he's talking about the paperwork, which we haven't signed yet, and she's already searching. So, y'all rights are already being violated before yes. the even yes. was violated a little farther. Yes. Okay. Um. So, they proceeded to search. Um. After the man searched, he said that, the officer actually... He said that he didn't find anything in the room and that it was a, a, a faint smell, but um, he didn't smell, like, really just smell anything. He said it was a faint smell when he was walking, walking in the, right. our dormitory room. Okay. Right. And he never found anything, so... We asked, like, like why why did you guys come up here? Like, why did you, like, choose our room? Because you said you smell in the hallway. Right. And at first, she was just like, uh, we just smelled in and we came to the room. And then the Hispanic roommate, she said, well, she was talking to us while the officers were talking to each other. She was like, well, the Caucasian girl and her boyfriend came in and said, they smell like, it smells like marijuana in here. And if you don't go in there and tell them to leave, then I'm going to call the police officer on them. Okay. So. So the Caucasian girl told the Hispanic girl to call to go tell To go tell us to leave. Y'all room. Yeah. Right. That y'all paying for. Yeah. Yeah. To get get out because it smells like marijuana in the bedroom. And I want everyone to understand. In the audio, you hear the officer ask these young lady four to five times, do you smoke marijuana? And what was y'all answer all five times? No. Proceed. So, um, um, after the man searched, the officer searched and he said that he didn't find anything, the, um, the lady, the school police officer, well, mind you, she was not in uniform and... She said that she was downstairs studying. And once again, she stated this in the audio clip that I'm studying. But yet you're out of uniform and you're doing a unethical and unlegally search on these African-American young ladies. Keep going. She asked. Um, she asked the officer if he needed help searching. Uh-huh. Um, he said that he did not need help and that he did not find anything. But she proceeded to search anyways. Um, she went through our trash, um, our restroom, our toilets. Um, she looked in the back of the toilet. In the back of the toilets. Um, Dirty clothes baskets. She was everything destroying our rooms. Right. Um, so she didn't even go to the other side to um, check the... And when you say the other side, who's on the other side? The, the Caucasian, Caucasian and the Hispanic. Hispanic. Okay. Um, she didn't check their rooms. The Caucasian girl, um, she was not in the um, in our dorm. She had came in um, afterwards. Because she had one called Cabo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. she wanted to stay clear for a little bit. Right. But I the, feel like. But the lady officer, well, when the uh, Hispanic girl said that the Caucasian girl called, mm-hmm. the um, lady officer like cut her off it. and was like, no, no, no she, she did didn't. not. She did not call we us. We smelled it in the hallway. That's why we came up here. Right. And we were like, oh, okay. 
So then we proceed on with the search, and she's searching. She's looking through our stuff. She's asking ridiculous but look, questions. But look, when you smell it in the hallway, you can also smell it like from downstairs. Because when I walk in my dorm room, because I live downstairs, when I walk in there, I smell weed. When I walk to my side, I can smell it because all that smell, all the smoke is going through the vents, right? So it's not just one dorm room; it's all of them. Well, of course, it's a college, it's a college dormitory. I mean, ain't no sense, and no telling who up in that blazing up. Exactly. I'm just keeping it real because you know yeah. that's what college students do, man. Right. They they find themselves. They you know they do have they a transition. They They do things. Yeah. So my cousin asked, um, why do y'all always come to our, our room? And she said that they got these many calls and these many, um, these complaints. many weeks, complaints and they have, um, written, um, statements that, um, um, the smell came from this room, that the smell has come um, from this room like multiple times. So I asked her why, um, why don't they ever come up there every time that y'all get a call, mm-hmm. and she didn't say anything. Or at that, when you had the first written statement, why you didn't go up there exactly. at the first time? That's why do you I wait to the fifteenth, sixteenth time to come mm-hmm. address the situation? Yeah, that make, you that make sense. It. No, no, it doesn't. You could have corrected it the first time. Right. I agree. So, um, so they continued to search, and they didn't um, check the Hispanic girl's room at all. Well, I think they stepped foot in there, but they didn't check anything. Like, the way that she was checking our room, she went through my um, medicine drawer, and I had my cousin's medicine in there, and she was like, that I could get in trouble for this. It was um, actually, like, um, allergy medicine, mm-hmm. and I have asthma, so my machine was on my desk, and... She asked, why did I have a gas mask? (laughs) Why do do you have a smoking mask in here? And I said, "Um, I have asthma. I know that you see my machine right here. And she didn't say anything. Because she was acting stupid. Like, why would you ask for, why would you, like, if you see a machine You know the difference between a gas mask and a humidifier. But the thing is, the humidifier is sitting right next to the mask. So why would you ask that ridiculous question, why is the mask sitting there? Right. And it's sitting right next to the machine. She, so, pre- she proceeds to check the house. She goes in my room. She finds um, my diabetic needles and my insulin. She asks, why is why do I have needles in the top of my closet? And I proceed to tell her, like, I'm, I'm a diabetic. And then she asks, is it on file? Does the housing woman know that I have di- diabetes? And I was telling her yes. And then she was just like, okay, well. She proceeds to check. And then she asks, like, why do you have so many lighters? Um, I'm like, I collect lighters. And then she's like, okay, why do you have so many toothbrushes on your counter? She asked, she's so like, she was interrogating she, you. Exactly. She was interrogating me. And she was like, okay, well, at the time I had company there when they had, did come into the, the um, dorm room. And they were, she was asking, why does he have clothes here? Um, and I was telling her he just got to work. He took a shower. We were in the, in the room. We were like chilling. And she was just like, Okay, well, I feel like he lives here, and I said, "Well, no, ma'am, he doesn't live here. He has back, like he has a back clothes. Those are his work clothes. He literally just took off." And she was like, "Well, we're gonna have to, um, we're gonna have to ask ask the dorm lady, do does he stay here?" And uh-huh. I'm like, "Okay, I mean, like, tell we need we need to inform her that he's here." And I'm like, "Okay, well, you can do that." And then she proceeds to ask the other roommates, like, "Does he live here?" So the one who the officer who's in regular clothes who's studying off duty. Yes. It's the one who's pretty much being the one who's doing all the aggressiveness. Because even yes. on the audio, she sounds very aggressive towards yeah. you guys. Yes. 
and she was off duty. Yes, I think I think the other man was really only there for the paperwork because she was off duty because she was doing all the searching, all the everything. everything. Only thing he did was the paperwork and signing signature. And my friend, um, the one that was in my room, she lives um, in the dorms. And um, okay, wait, before that, um, like I said, she never checked the um, Caucasian girl's room. Like um, when they first came in, they asked for everyone to come out of their rooms um, mm-hmm. into the living room area. Yeah. And they never, they went in our rooms to see if everybody um, was, out. was out. She asks, um, are they getting dressed? Are they coming out? And I'm like, yeah, like they're about to come in here or whatever. Um, they never went to the Hispanic girl's room to check to see if anyone was in there. And they never went in the never Caucasian once girl's room. they touch her, even open her door. Her door was closed the whole time. The whole time. Okay. Um, so her boyfriend was in there also. While we're in the common area, we hear a cough. And they're like, oh, somebody's in there. And but they act like, act like the they The Hispanic girl stated, us. oh, yeah, her boyfriend's in there. So... Right. Your friend who was there just to hang out after getting out to work was told that he was trespassing. He, he was couldn't trespassing, come back he and he needed to back. leave. Yes. Right. But your roommate who's of a dip Caucasian. When her boyfriend lives there. Did not have to leave. Did not have to leave or even one step foot out of the bedroom. Right. See, this is what I want you to understand, listeners. Some may say, why are you focusing on this just in time? Because this is a real matter. It is a real issue in our community. Oftentimes, we hear about the black male getting racial profile harassed, but often do we hear about the female version and what these young ladies are facing. And I want everybody to understand that I care about my people. So when they came to me and they let me listen to that auto, I understood that they was telling the truth. And I told them that I stand behind them. As I'm telling you, my listener, this is a real issue. And I don't know if it's an issue we can solve, but it's definitely an issue that is going on and, and it's affecting our people, our young ladies. It's affecting our young men. So once again, thank you, ladies, for coming on and sharing and, and sharing your story. And uh, I would like for you to continue. Um, she um, proceeded to check. She um, asked, well, she was um, checking our trash can. Mind you, our trash can is in the um, the kitchen area because we all share that same trash can. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, if it were to be something in there, who who are they going to blame? Who are they going to blame for that? So she asked the um, officer if he if he could check the trash can. Do you need and gloves so I can check the trash? Do you need gloves so that you can check the trash can? And what do you say? He said, he said no, no, I don't feel not. like that's necessary. Right. Um, we checked and we didn't find anything. I feel like like everything's okay. And then she was like, okay, well. And then she started picking up the bags, smelling, looking through the bags, proceeding. He's like, are are you sure that you don't need any gloves to check the trash can? He was like, no, I'm pretty sure we're good here. And he kept stating that, no, we searched. I think we're good. We didn't find anything. But she per, kept she kept it proceed, on, yeah, that's um, what she kept trying doing. to find things, buying things to anything. Right. So. So how did it make you feel when the officer only searched your room and not the other two girls? Um, I didn't feel like it was racial profiling because um, of the way that they searched it, like our rooms were destroyed. And also, they never went on the other side to check the Hispanic or Caucasian girl's room. Uh-huh. I feel like we were targeted. feel like they targeted you guys. Yes. Those young ladies. Okay. Um, we've had... Um, 
prior incidents with right. the officer about other things that happened off campus. Off campus, not on campus. Yes, right. out of her jurisdiction. Okay. And she was in uniform when y'all discussed those things. Yes. Yes. Okay. But this night, she was, she was not. She was in, in regular clothes like I am right now. Yes, my work it clothes. Was on um, a Sunday night, actually. On a Sunday night. Yes. And let's state the fact that curfew wasn't even in effect, right? No, no. sir. It was uh, when they first entered the room. It was like eleven thirty ish. So curfew wasn't. It was about to end, but yeah. Okay. And the times for curfew are um, Monday through Thursday is 12, and then on the weekends it's 2. Okay. So it was still the weekend. Yeah. Yes. So y'all still had a, like an hour 30. We had time. Yeah. Yes. But the, but they made your friend. They made my friend exit the room. But the other young man, he was chilling, coughing yeah. in there. just. Not only that, but um, while, we were, while they're escorting us out the room, the, um, well, after they searched, the Caucasian girl came, the one who called the officers, mm-hmm. she came back in the room and they asked her, can she step outside so they can have a conversation? Mm-hmm. So they stepped outside and they had their conversation. And, and they came back. They came back in the room and then that's when they asked if me and my company, like if he was leaving mm-hmm. and he said, yeah, he was getting his belongings, he was leaving and then they followed us downstairs to the car. You feel like they intimidated him too? <laughs> yeah. Was he scared? You could tell. No. Not scared. He wasn't scared, but he has a problem problem with authority. So, like, he was really uncomfortable in the situation. Okay. So, um, so they exited. When we were leaving, um, the Caucasian girl went back in her room, and her and her boyfriend packed the bag, and they just walked out like it was just nothing. Like, hey. Okay. Okay. So, so after all this happened, they didn't find no drugs they didn't find anything no um so you ladies did y'all go forward to like administrators like to so so the question is did you ladies file a complaint with the president of the university or talk to anyone in administration about it yes we went to the president and we tried to get an appointment with him they said he was in a meeting so we were we weren't able to talk to him but we was talk to the next person in line like Okay. So we went to the dean. Okay. And we talked to him, and he basically took us as a joke. Like, why do you feel like that? Because his demeanor was different. Like when we were talking to him, he wasn't making eye contact. He was sipping on his coffee, checking his emails at all. He wasn't interested. He was acting like he was tying his shoe with no shoelaces. Like he giggled a few times. So what was one thing that he said when you when you young ladies told him you felt like it was racial profile? What did he say to you after that? He said, "Oh, I don't think the officer was racially pro- profiling you guys, but I do think it was harassment and I feel like she she shouldn't have did that. And she was not in uniform and she was not on duty, so, so she was she at her jurisdiction. She shouldn't Yeah, the search was unethical and unlawful. Exactly. Right. She exactly shouldn't have even said. been there. He said yeah. she shouldn't have stepped foot in you guys' room. For the fact she did not have her uniform on nor her badge or whatever he said. So okay. I was like, okay, well, everything that happened last, like the night before. So I was like asking him, like, basically everything that she did was like that wasn't right. And he was like, yeah. But the other officer could have did what he he did. But I said, well, yeah, because he, he was part time. So right. Yeah, but he wasn't part. the one that was doing the search. He okay. wasn't the one that was talking. Right. It and was her. The he was there time. for the ride. Basically, yeah. everybody needs a guinea pig. But once she stepped out, like that night, she stepped out the room talking uh, to the Caucasian girl, and um, the officer 
our other roommate stated to well not our roommate but our other friend stated to him like we did have prior um altercations with her so don't feel like we're being disrespectful towards you because of like how we're interacting with her right. because our interactions with her is always yeah. different you know yeah. mm-hmm. so he was just like i understand he was like we didn't find anything so we'll like continue with the process but nothing should really happen right she stated that we would be on probation for a year. For what? For for because nothing happened. Exactly. So why why would y'all be on probation? I didn't understand. Like everything she was saying, like she it was, was more. To, it sounded like it was more to intimidate you yeah, more, to, yeah, so exactly. that y'all could maybe Spit panic and then yeah, just yeah. start. Okay, okay, okay. And like if yeah. she was asking us questions, like we we answer a question and then she'll just reword it and ask us the same question. Like you're right. going to get the same answer out of us because. That's what it is. And so, also, I heard you talk to the dorm director. Yeah. And she also stated that the search was unethical. And right. Yes. Um, I just told her how I felt about it. Um, I knew that she knew about the situation, but she wanted us to tell our story. But I felt like um, there wasn't a story to be told because I know that they informed you on what happened that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told her that. So, I just told her how I felt about it. And I asked her... Um, was the officer, did she have a right to um, search our rooms? And she was off duty. She, she said that, um, she stated that um, she wasn't um, supposed to do that. She couldn't do that. Okay. So you had two college officials state that this woman wasn't yes. supposed to do these well, type did. of procedures. Right. But she did it. Yes. But yet. Did you get a phone call or follow up from anyone after that? The from dean, the president. Day, we haven't heard anything about the situation. Anything. They said that they would um, talk with her or speak with her about it, mm-hmm. but um, <coughs> but no follow up with you. No, right. So I how feel do you, like they uh-huh. should have did it um, with all of us, with mm-hmm. those two officers in the housing and the same, um, director. Okay, and they did not. So how do you feel the that how the university felt? How do you feel that the university had the situation on your behalf? You feel like they had your back, or you felt like they 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 pretty much didn't even unprofessional. Yeah, I don't I don't think they really cared. They didn't have our best interests in heart. That's what I feel like. And you want to know something crazy? In the book, the handbook, it says they are not racist. They're um they're not. They won't target. you know what I'm trying to say? Yes, ma'am. It's it's just all the little things, and then yet you still do that right all of that in the handbook it says that y'all don't mm-hmm. so yeah. i'm not understanding. i just seen people have handbooks and i just seen the opposite of what people do right because sometimes people don't visit their handbook after the first time they get it so you know uh like once again i'm sorry that you had to go through but i'm not because once again i want people to understand that this is happening not just at your college but it's happening places where you have individuals that are in position who don't treat students fairly and who don't see every student equally. And that's a crime shame because we're a higher ed institution and you young ladies are spending your own money. You're freshmen, you're transitioning from high school to college and it's supposed to be a great and an exciting time, but yet you have to focus on those things as racial profiling or as the dean said, harassment. And in my word and in my world, either one, neither one is good. Harassment or racial profile is good. Mm -hmm. So, um, how did you feel about being targeted in whites? I mean, 
Um, like after the whole situation, like thirty minutes after the whole situation, we left campus to clear our mind and like just to talk and like get our thoughts together. Mm-hmm. Returning back mm-hmm. to campus, um, they're sitting in the car and they feel like someone is like watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, we were sitting in the car and um, it was a car that kept following. Well, it it wasn't following us because we were sitting parked in the parking lot uh-huh. but it was a car that kept circling, circling around the, parking, the lot. Um, parking lot that we noticed um so we left because i felt unsafe um and i felt like we were still being watched um yeah okay so so did you tell your parents and let them know what was going on definitely um my and how did they feel my roommate that was um in the room her mom came, mm-hmm. and I also um, called my mom. They wanted us to leave um, for the school year. They basically wanted us to leave campus and Well, can you home. tell the people why you can't leave? Because we signed a 10-month uh, lease. We signed a contract with the school stating that we will stay in our contract uh, and stay in our dorm rooms. And if we don't do so, that we will get fined. And we will also get um, fined on our credit. Okay. So, so you're in the position of a lose lose. Yeah, damn if I do, damn if I don't. Because you're getting racial profile or harassment, as the dean said, mm-hmm. and you also can't break your lease because then your credit gonna be messed up. Yeah. And that's young lady who's trying to transition into the world. Your credit is very important. Important. It's a priority. Yes. yes. Okay. So, how did your your parents was upset? Yes. Did, um. Yeah. They just wanted us to leave, but we can't. So. Okay, so you got to persevere. You know, that's the one thing. Like I said, once again, it's no way around a subject like this. You hit it directly in the face. And you continue to share your experience with people uh, that may go to this college or that may want to go to this college. And you may be able to say, well, hey, listen, this is what I experienced there. Because the one thing about your experience, can't nobody tell you about it. They with you. That incident that happened. The fact that this lady was off duty, the fact that it was unlawful, the fact that she broke every procedure in the book, but yet nothing was done, right? Right, nothing. Hmm. So after everything you've been through in this scenario, in your opinion, what do you think need to be done about racial profiling? Um, I feel like there's nothing that can be done at all. Um, I don't feel like there's nothing that can be done. It's just something that's just here. Um, and just how people are. That's just how it is. Anybody else want to touch on that? It's just been going on way too long. So there's nothing that you really can do about it. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like... So how can we how can we be proactive so that another group of young ladies don't be targeted? Um, and don't be affected. About it, do, what we're doing. Okay. Telling our story and just telling your story so that people can know and be aware. So before I close, is there anything right now you sit in there, you know what you've been through that you would like to share with a with maybe another college student who may go through that or who may uh, have been through that? As far as how to how to bounce back or as far as how to uh, persevere. The way you handle a situation like that is you can't let 
what happened get in the way of your education too because like Great. because because of that that happened you're not gonna just let them like hey you know you doing this that that no you need to show them that you're there and you're there to stay like that's not gonna it's not gonna change at all and from that it's it's also like a learning experience so when you grow from that you can also teach younger generations how to handle a situation like that Right, and also to just be aware, just be aware aware is of very, everything. That's a key word, it's a word. Just be aware. Be aware is a key word. You good on that? You agree with these two ladies? And there's nothing to really, you can't really get angry about a situation that's... Going Out of your to, control. Exactly. Yeah, you and that's right. something that is going to continue to happen throughout the years. I agree. Thank y'all once again. So in closing, I would like to take this time to thank you ladies for coming to share your story. There is no justification for this. It is too far common that the African-American is being racial profiled and is happening far too often. It is a shame that we as people cannot go shopping, go to the school, go hang out with our fam family and friends at parks or at pool without feeling like we're being watched. We're going to have the police called on us thinking we're going to get shot if one of us try to protect us. It is ridiculous and it is sad that our young people have to go through this. What, what would it take for this stuff to stop before we stand up and put our big boys and big girls drawers on and fight against this injustice? Or are we going to sit back and continue to let this stuff ride and affect our youth and affect our community and our race? If we don't stand up for our own, what else will we stand up for? It is time to put some action behind all this talking again. What will we do and what are we going to do? Thank you for tuning to Just In Time once again. Thank you, ladies, for coming on and sharing your story. God bless you until time come in, time out.